Hi, it's Rainy G with the Holistic Health Hotline. Long time no see, but life <laughs> does get busy for everyone. We have a full garden, um, thanks mostly to Lori. But uh, if you haven't done your garden yet, then it's time to do something. because it doesn't matter what part of the country you're in, it's time to grow something. Something will grow. Even in the wintertime, things grow. And we have everything in the world growing, and that does take time and, and energy. But um, we're happy about it. You know, when you can pull off the snap peas and the strawberries and the fava beans and the tomatoes and... Um, the lettuces and the kales and everything else that you can find that's green or red or yellow and, and, um, make a meal out of it. Uh, and it costs you the cost of seed, the price of seeds, um, and a little bit of water. That's not bad, is it? Of course, we use good water. Um, but anyway, uh, a lot of stuff going on, huh? And how do you feel now that it's been 100 days almost? <clears throat> Um, I'll go into that as I keep on talking. I want to talk about the swine flu first since that's on everyone's mind. And, of course, we're being terrified into thinking it's going to be a pandemic thing. And, and there's confusion. Gee, there's confusion. Um, Mexico doesn't understand how come their people are dying and our people aren't. They've had more than 60 people die of the swine flu, and we've had more than a dozen or close to a dozen infected, but they didn't die. Uh, that's the healthcare systems, people. The, the, Mexico is the one that Michael Moore did the movie about. I think it's called Sicko or something like that, talking about the healthcare system and, and um, how it's universal healthcare and nationalized and, and uh, how good it is. Um, so everybody gets the same training and gets the same information and gets everything the same and, and waits in line and does all that stuff, and they die. And in our healthcare system, which you know I disagree with, I'm an alternative health person, but even as an alternative health or, or holistic health person, we constantly are studying and sharing and moving forward and gaining knowledge and increasing our professionalism, being checked by others, being regulated by the world, and um, <clears throat> so we keep on learning. And we, and we, we also have an element of emotion involved and an element of pride which does come from some ego if i have an an american alternative health care practitioner i am going to take pride in what i do and i'm going to care about my fellow man and woman who may be ill mentally emotionally physically psychologically spiritually um or any other way that they could possibly be energetically and i'm going to do my best to find all the answers and help them get well. Now, I'm not saying that down there that the doctors are trying to screw up or they're trying to hurt anyone or they're they're um, stupid or unintelligent or not informed, but their system, their healthcare system, treats these things differently. And so their people are dying and ours aren't. Now, that doesn't mean ours won't start because, you know, as we start taking leadership from other countries instead of our own, um, and fall into this universal health care system as they do in Europe, then, then, you know, then everybody will line up and those who are supposed to live will, will live and those who aren't won't. Um, tainted water. They had that uh, whole bunch of students, over 100, I guess, uh, at a private Catholic school in Queens, I believe, who suddenly took ill and the only thing they can 
attributed to is that they were all drinking bottled water um, that the Coca-Cola company bottles. And Coca-Cola has checked everything and said that nothing came out of their plants that was any different and the water is fine and blah, blah, blah. But <clears throat> what companies don't tell you and what people fail to try to learn on their own is that bottled water is better than tap water in many ways if it's filtered and done correctly and, and that's regulated and we know about it. But what they clean the bottles with is another story because they clean it with bleach or any other products they can find, um, but mostly chlorine. And and uh, <clears throat> you don't know what has seeped into the plastic, the plastic bottle that you're drinking out of, while you are um, while you're drinking it. And so you don't know where that bottle came from. Now you know when I was in the Marines way back in 1968, we I was stationed in San Diego, and we used to cross the border over to Tijuana when we were told not to, of course, Tijuana, Mexico. And and if you had a bottle of beer, you had to be really careful because what they did is take the bottles out of the ditches and the, the wherever else they found them and just filled them back up with beer again. They didn't do anything to help um, sterilize them. In our country, we do everything to sterilize uh, bottles, but we use chemicals that seep into the plastic. And if you keep on recycling those bottles and keep on... Um, bleaching them and, and tainting them with other chemicals, eventually the bottle itself becomes a chemical factory and anything that's sitting in it, if the water sits in it for any length of time, it, it will seep from the plastic into the water. What they're not disclosing is how long that bottled water was sitting in a warehouse and then got moved to the vending machines and um, uh what people don't realize also is that if you have water sitting around for any length of time and it's been heated by the sun or um, or even just by just a regular environment and it's there for any any good length of time that it has built up bacteria regardless of how they, they sterilize the bottles. So you have bacteria in the water. You people who, especially in the southern states when they're... they're um, you're hoarding water for hurricane season and putting 60 or 70 bottles away in the storage shed, you better empty them all out and start over again because <laughs> they're no good anymore. And if you drink that water, you're in trouble. You can use it for toilets and, and things like that, but you shouldn't be bathing in it or drinking it. And then, of course, that whole tainted water thing comes back to a story that came out one week ago, and I actually wrote to all the news news um, stations, they acted like this was breaking news. It was an emergency to find out that the government is saying that much of our groundwater has some chemicals in it and may be tainted. Um, I refer you back to both books, book one and book two of Forget the Cures, Find the Cause. I refer you back to podcasts from more than three, four, five years ago, um, including the ones on, on uh, Voice America, where we spoke of all the things that are in the groundwater that goes into your drinking water, goes into your bathing water, um, and is used for anything else that you may use water for. And, and they always stop short, and they don't understand that you can drink eight glasses of tainted water. And and if you get sick, um, you know, that's a good thing because you got told not to drink anymore. But the point is, eight glasses of tainted water is not the same as ten minutes in a shower, you've actually absorbed more than 180 million times more chemicals of 10 minutes in the shower than you have from drinking the eight glasses of tainted water. And they, they always say the drinking water is tainted, but they don't say the bathing water is tainted as we put our little babies into the bathtubs and 
let them absorb all the, the chemicals that we have in our, our water systems. You know, my mother is going to be um, 85 in July. She lives next door. She can't understand why all of us keep taking vitamins and, and um, Ninja Red and using essential oils and eating organic and things like that. She said, we never did that. And I'm 85 years old. I've lived this long. And we have to try to keep explaining to her that the water was more pure, that the food that they ate, you know, in 1924 when she was born wasn't filled with preservatives. There weren't microwaves. There weren't cell phones on everybody's hip. There weren't... Um, sell towers around all the houses um, that, that they ate fresh vegetables and fruits. They ate them usually right out of the garden. Um, even the meats that they ate, the, the cows and, and the pigs, if you had bacon or, or ham, weren't injected with um, hormones and and uh, other chemicals, and they weren't eating grasses that were filled with chemicals. So you weren't getting all that stuff in your body. Now now they are, but, you know, they and their immune systems have broken down a lot because they're not used to it. Our immune systems keep trying to compensate all over the place, and after a while, if, you're, if you, your constitution, if your original DNA says that you just weren't supposed to have to compensate this much, you're in trouble because you get to be 40, 50, 60 years old, and it all catches up with you. Your liver is totally incapacitated because it's absorbed chemicals for so long and tried to filter them for so long that you can't wash the, the filter out anymore. You can't wash it and, and clean it. It's, um, it's disintegrating from all of these things. And, and that's why our, our health care system is breaking down because we have baby boomers who grew up in the 50s, were born in late 40s and 50s, who are turning 50, 60, 70 years old, who who have absorbed all these things for so many years and didn't get the education on how to counteract everything that they ate and drank. And so we have liver disease and heart disease and Alzheimer's and MS and, and um, diabetes like crazy. Diabetes. You know, that's not just from eating sugar. That's that's because your your spleen and your pancreas have broken down and your liver has broken down so that you can't process sugars, any kind of sugars. And, of course, all of the processed foods that we eat have sugar in them, sucrose or dextrose. And don't tell me, oh, I only use Splenda because you're killing yourself even faster if you're using any of those um, sugar substitutes. <laughs> your body can actually break down processed sugar better than it can something that's a phony sugar. Um, real sugar people wouldn't use because it's not as sweet as processed sugar. Figure that one out. Anyway, uh, it, our bodies are tainted with a lot of chemicals just like our drinking water is. And I wrote to the news stations and I told them, this is old news, number one. Yes, get the word out. Yes, make people understand that this is important. Um, and it's not an environmental issue where we have to, you know, stop drilling for oil and, and stop doing this and stop doing that because of our groundwater. We have to change the way we grow things and, 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 um, and pollute. Um, as I was moving my mother down here a couple of years ago, she would she moved down here. She was originally from Western New York, and then she moved to Georgia, and then she moved from Georgia to Alabama. And she said, you know, New York was bad enough. Um, Western New York is a very pretty section of New York State. It's not as um, industrial in, in many parts as uh, as the New York City area or. Um, well, other areas near state, but anyway, and she moved to Georgia, and the Georgia roads were just full of trash all the time, and she she said she really hated it because you couldn't drive down any street or road there was trash by by the side of the road all the time, and we started looking at the demographics and realized that there were just so many transplants to Georgia from 
other countries, number one, illegal aliens and immigrants, um, who just decided to trash wherever, you know, you just throw trash, you just pollute wherever you are. Did you see the pictures of of um, what happened after Obama's inauguration? Um, no. You want to talk about a war zone and a disaster? It looked worse than 9/11. I mean, the way people left the concourse and the green and and the the Capitol steps and everything, the way they left it was just horrific. Uh, I have a picture from there. I may put it up on the website just so you can take a look. And I said, you know, this is the hypocrisy. This is the hypocritic world that we live in. Let's make sure that we are environmentally correct and we grow green jobs and we do this, that, and the other while we. Um, uh, pollute our planet and kill Mother Earth with our own garbage that we decided we needed to have. And uh, I guess if anything, that upsets me almost more than anything because it's if it, you know either walk your talk or shut up. Uh, if you're going to bitch about everything and complain about everybody and judge everybody around you, then you better be damn perfect before you do it. And you better be at least trying to be perfect before you even comment on it. You better be trying to be the best you can be and before you can say anyone else isn't as good as you thought they should be. And, um, and that's, you know, those things, though you who know me well know that I get, I just get incensed at all of this stuff. Um, okay, so what do we do about the water? Well, you can write your government and say you understand that there's chemicals in the water and that you want legislation done on those kinds of things, not $50 billion stimulus plans to study why pig smell or the DNA of catfish um, or any of these other things, but what do we do about cleaning up the water in the United States? What do we do about stopping the air pollution and the water pollution? Is that cap-and-trade? Is that getting rid of the coal so we have clean energy? Cap-and-trade, my dears. Once that happens, I hope you have a solarized house. And we looked at, I was looking into that while I was off the air the last several weeks and of solarizing the whole house. We are not in a position in the United States to do that yet <clears throat> because it is so expensive. Um, to do, and I cut this down to uh, average. Let's say you have a 2,000-square-foot home. You know about what the roof area would be to to put in a full solar panel system um, to run basic appliances and lights if you needed them uh, and your water pump and and you know things like that your hot water tank uh, it, to do that would cost you about twenty five to thirty five thousand dollars who's going to do that who's going to do that now, they're super rich, like Al Gore, who is pushing all of this global warming stuff, um, on Earth Day had, I forgot how many megawatts of electricity running on his property, on his mansion up there in Tennessee, excuse me, or Kentucky, or wherever he is. Um, floodlights everywhere, and, and all the lights on the house, and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, then you've got Ob Obama, who wants the green world, who turned his thermostat up to 85 and then took his jacket off and flew around, has been flying around the country and flying overseas with a staff of 500 plus cars. You know, when they go, they don't just go with one plane and 500 people on a plane or two planes with 500 people. They go with several planes, okay, to each place that they stop. And the C-130s, the huge planes, the cargo ships, will open up the back doors and out will come 100 cars, 
not little cars, but limos <laughs> and SUVs and everything else that then run around the countryside and do their thing and then get loaded back up and all these 27 planes take off and jump over to another country. you have any idea how much that costs, by the way, for him to do his world apology tour where he apologizes for who we are? Um, something like $190 million. That costs us $190 million or more because we really don't know all the costs. That will never come out. For him to, to apologize for uh, America. Um, do you do that with your family, by the way? Do you go out, you know, uh, you know, you know that your husband or your wife are doing the best they can at work, and your kids have studied hard, and one of them got a B, and one got an A, and then your third child just could not get organic chemistry and got a C. Did you run around the neighborhood saying, I'm sorry, you know, they, they didn't know what they were doing, and we'll be better than that. And we know that you know more about organic chemistry than my child does, so we're going to rely on you from now on for all their organic chemistry po problems that we have because uh, my child was dumb or my child didn't do it right. Uh, do you do that? If you do that with your family, you know, get off my channel because I don't want to talk to you. My family, I mean, that doesn't, my, I, my family's perfect in my eyes and they screw up all the time. But, but I'm the only one that can tell them that. Anybody else tells me that they're screwed up and I'm going to protect them and defend them. That's what you do with families. And I've always told my kids, you know, you can talk about our family any way you need to, to express your feelings, to get it out, to work it out, to talk about it, to communicate what's going on, to, to find solutions to the problems that all families have. We can, we can always do that. But please, don't go to the next-door neighbors and start talking about us because that lowers all of us in their eyes. It makes us weak. It makes us dysfunctional in their eyes. It makes um, all the communication levels change because their, their uh, interpretation of what you're saying about us is going to be different than what the truth might be. And so don't do that. Just like if somebody starts talking about their family, close your ears and walk away because they shouldn't be. Because they, they can't give you all sides of the story, and it's their family. They shouldn't be doing that. So here we have the president who runs around the world, and, and I know there's many leftists out there who listen to me who are going to write me and say, oh, but you know what? Our enemies are at least talking to us now. You know what? Come on. Get a grip, guys. Take a look at what really happened. <laughs> Take a look at what is really going on. By appearing weak and apologizing for being American, I'll apologize to no one for America or for being American. I live in the greatest country in the world, the country that has helped rescue people from all over, the, all over, all over this planet, who gives so charitably to everything that they can. Granted, they get some tax breaks, but you know what? Most people, even without the tax breaks, would give it anyway. They give the food, the clothing, the, the money. They give their time, their service. They service. They, they go into world service. All of our people do in so many ways. Um, and we do it all the time. And it wasn't just since World War II, which was a good time for that being built up and, and a lot more happened. But it had, actually forever, our country has always been a giver. It has always been strong. It has been resolute in its, in its core issues and values. It has defended itself and stood for liberty and justice, um, freedom, the pursuit of happiness and life. It has stood for all those things, and, and, and it's going to mess up. And the people within it, all of my brothers and sisters, are going to screw up. My parents who are in charge, they're going to make mistakes. 
my bosses who are in charge are going to make mistakes. And we're going to do what we can to change those things. But I'm not going to go to some other countries. Oh, man, we're really screwed up. We're going to follow you from now on. And we're sorry. And we're, we're, we, we should never have done any of the things that we did. And we should never have come here. And we should never have done that. And we should never have told you this. And we should never have invented anything. And we should never have written the good books. And we never should have done anything on our own because we're stupid and we're messed up and we're capitalistic and we're imperialistic and we're all these terrible things. Well, my country has done some imperialistic things that are messed up. We have done capitalistic things that, that make no sense. We have gotten greedy in many avenues, on many, many avenues. Um, it didn't start with the financial services company or companies or the real estate companies. It actually started with the healthcare system, the pharmaceutical companies, and the lobbyists for the insurance companies. And the insurance companies became the financial services companies. <laughs> and the banks became the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies. And they became the banks and insurance companies for the automobile industry. That's where all of this came from. And it didn't start with George Bush in September or George Bush eight years ago. It started more than 12 years ago. Now, you go figure out who was in office then. And it actually began right after... Um, during and after World War II. That's when all of this began. The centrist, um, uh, what do you call them, new progressives uh, decided that, that, that government should take over and be in charge of more things, like private industry and little companies and little stores, that mom and pop shouldn't run their store without being regulated by the government, and that um, the government should have their hands in everything because that's the only way that things can work. And you'll hear those words come out. This is the, the government is the only one that can save us. The government is the only one that can take charge. The government is the only one that can change what's going on. What you're going to see happening with the banks is um, they will be nationalized because they can't, they're not even allowed to pay their money back. Um, we've, we've got a little process going on on Friday nights usually that um, will change the way banking is done forever, which I told you about two years ago. I said money will mean different things by now. And it sure does, doesn't it? Um, but what they're doing with the banks, just so you get educated, so you know, because those of you who are watching ABC or NBC or CBS or whatever you're watching or not watching or not getting hold of or whatever or not reading, you're hearing um, some weird stuff, and you need to get it straight. <clears throat> what they've done is they took the original TARP money that they gave to the banks, and the banks were not allowed to pay back, when the banks did not need them. I know you've heard about the Bank of America and Merrill Lynch thing, right? They were brought in and told, you're going to do this and don't say a word. Um, because this was all set up, it was supposed to be a crisis. It was, it was a planned crisis, okay? They duped George Bush completely, and, and his, his uh, bank person was just as much involved as anybody's. But um, uh, now, okay, so the tarp money was supposed to go in and... and, and um, fill up the banks with money so that they would loan it to us. Now, why are we paying money to banks so that they can loan it to us at high interest rates? Makes no sense to me anyway, um, which is why I don't take out bank loans and avoid it at all costs. Um, but then raise the interest rates because they need to make a profit because they have to pay the government back at a high interest rate. Why is the government giving them or loaning them the money at a high interest rate so that they have to screw the consumer? Does any of this make sense to you? 
and you're all saying, you know, this is everything's going great and the country's going in the right direction, and I give Obama an A plus for doing all the good things he's done, and Nancy Pelosi, who should be hung by her whatevers. Um, Y'all voted for him. You know, I tried to warn you not to. But if you voted for Obama, you voted for Pelosi. If you voted for Pelosi, you voted for Reed. You voted for Reed. You voted for Dodd. You voted for Dodd. You voted for, you know, Bernanke. And you voted for uh, Barney Frank. You voted for all of those people in Congress and the executive branch who have now dictated what's going to happen to your future and your great-grandchildren's futures, if not way beyond that. And um, and they're they're doing it, they're doing it. Okay, so they took all that money and then and it was supposed to be preferred stock, and that was what was supposed to keep the American people off their backs. See, now you have preferred stock in Bank of America or Citigroup or whatever, and and um, and you'll get dividends from that. Not you, but the money will come back into the government's hands, which will be passed on to you as a tax break. Well, last Friday night they decided to change all that, and they they converted all the stock into common stock, which makes you a common stockholder. Or, or one zillionth of a percentage of a common stockholder, which also means that if they can um, pressure these banks enough and, and they go belly up, that you have lost all your stock again, just like you did in the stock market. And they will come back and say, well, this was an investment that didn't work out. And now we have to nationalize the banks and we're going to take them over and they're going to be run our way. And we will only loan money, um, a certain amount of money for certain projects and not for others. And, and we are in charge of this. Watch what's happening and mark my words. I still have not been wrong. I've not led you the wrong way yet. And I don't plan to. Um, anyway, okay, back to a little bit of water and, and what's going on in the healthcare industry. Um, Healthcare reform is going to be the next thing on the agenda, and it is. It's already being worked on, even though Sibelius has no idea what healthcare reform is about, and she's in doing her thing now as the appointee. Do you know what they've been doing in hospitals for a long time? Probably, I guess, at least 12 years. Um, they've been taking. You know how they when some you have a baby. They take blood right away, and they got to get the blood type right, and they got to make sure that the baby's healthy and um, doesn't have any bad stuff for you to go home with the baby with. And uh, that's what they say anyway. So they take the blood tests, and they, they, they run some, or they take the blood and they run some tests on it. What they're also doing is doing DNA testing on your baby without your permission. They haven't asked you. They haven't told you. And it's not the hospital that's doing it. It's actually the, the state and U.S. governments that are taking the blood from your babies and using them for DNA research. Now, there's there's all these stipulations that are supposed to be where they can keep it for three years or they have to get rid of it in a certain length of time depending on state regulations and why they're doing it in the first place is what should interest you and, and also how long they've been doing it and where it is. It is they, at least there are warehouses around the United States that have the stored blood of children who were born 12 years ago. Why? Why do they have stored blood and DNA tests from all the children, that's, what is that, 4 million a year, who were born 12 years ago to today. 12 years times 4, hmm. That's quite a lot of millions of people's DNA that's sitting in a warehouse, isn't it? And what did Obama tell you? Well, we're going to regulate and reform the healthcare industry. We're going to make sure everything's up on computers. Um, which can be crashed, number one, and hacked. But number two... This is part of the information that's going to go up there. It's not just your name, rank, and serial number. <laughs> your DNA is going to be on these computers. Now, why would anybody want to do that? Why would any government want to be involved with eugenics, which is what this is? 
If you look up eugenics, it's EU, for those of you who have trouble spelling because you went to the schools that, that did the other kind of reading, writing, and arithmetic. Um, you look up eugenics, and you will see that the first time it was used experimentally was in Hitler's Germany. What they were trying to do with DNA was to figure out which people should receive health care, which people shouldn't, which babies should live, which babies shouldn't, which, which people should get... Um, uh, you know, massively um, inoculated to save them from some disease and which people should be left out, depending on their DNA, depending on which um, uh, uh, pattern or what I don't know how to explain to you, which the right pattern for the right kind of people, the ones that they wanted to live. So, in, in that instance, of course, in that example, if you, if you had Jewish blood in your DNA, then you weren't supposed to live. And so many people tried to hide that. They won't be able to hide that anymore, because all of these things from your ancestors are going to come up under the blood tests from the babies. And then, now, the, the, it, that, makes, um, that makes the government like an insurance company. And we're back to the insurance companies running the country again, whether it's pharmaceuticals or otherwise. Health care, insurance companies, health insurance companies, life insurance companies, mortgage insurance companies, um, run by banks, okay, regulated by their own industries, um, uh, usually capitalized by people from Wall Street. So we're back in the same circle, all right? The health care industry can then, through the government, because the government will control and regulate this, Decide that if you want health care insurance, they can look at the, in the computer and see that you have three children. Two of them are okay, and one of them has the DNA that may cause her, at the age of 40 or 50, to have cancer. Or, um, at the age of 26, to start having osteoporosis because of a hormonal thing in the family or whatever. So they will either raise your rates or tell you that you can't be insured for that child because they can determine that and they can decide who will get what insurance and when. It won't be competitive. It'll only be what the government decides. <laughs> if you don't see the writing on the wall, if you don't see what they're trying to do, please get educated. Watch out for what's going on with health care reform. This is not health care reform. This is life and death reform. This is control of the population reform. This is eugenics. This is oh my, straight, out of, straight out of Nazi Germany. And... Um, uh, God, if, if, you, if you look at some of the campaign speeches that were given several, several months ago now about health care reform and why can't we do like, like they do in Europe, this is what we should do, like they do in Europe. Do everything like they do in Europe. Okay? Do everything like they do in Europe. We're supposed to have our nuclear plants like France and our, our health care system like France and Spain and, um, and Germany and England and, we're supposed to do all those things because America's no good otherwise. We're a bad country. Oh. Does it make you feel secure and safe? What's going on now? Do you feel secure? What is security anyway? You know, I've been uh, with so many friends and family and, and relationships and uh, been dealing with the stresses that everybody is feeling and watching people kill themselves. And if you haven't heard about them, you know, hanging themselves or shooting themselves, just look next door and see what they're doing to themselves anyway, uh, the way they're eating or drinking or treating each other, um, the stresses that, that they're feeling and or the fact that they're taking antidepressants. 
because they're so depressed. Well, don't you know that, uh, as Rahm Emanuel would say, capitalize on every crisis. If there's a big crisis out there and you're scared to death of what's happening with your paycheck and your taxes and your country, you're going to run to the doctor and the doctor's going to say you're depressed and put you on antidepressants. What antidepressants do is make you passive so that you won't go march on Washington. So that, that, that circle's complete. We got everybody sitting out there now saying, oh, he's doing a good job and, and he's truthful and he's honest and, and I trust him completely and everything's fine and, and I think, I think we're going to be okay now and blah 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 and then you have them being those same people who just said that they see the tea parties going on and they get hatefully aggressive <laughs> well you know we've seen that happen right with the massacre at virginia tech and uh, other massacres that have gone on recently is people all of a sudden get hatefully aggressive because they were on the drugs that made them passively non-aggressive for so long that when things change or something clicks it's all of a sudden they're hatefully aggressive um and they start calling everybody oh my god well, who was that woman who, who called all the tea party people right-wing um, rednecks <laughs> redneck tea bashers or whatever i actually watched the whole tea party thing uh get generated and, and i actually was part of uh, a generation or several of them and had to um change some things that were going on but but uh anyway i watched it happen i watched it as an in, uh, an internet growing thing where people from the internet did this and of course then fox news picks up on it and all of a sudden fox news has started it no 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 no. this started as a grassroots kind of thing because people are are mad and they're upset and they're feeling like am i the only one who's thinking this and they see the polls and they go wow 65% of the country still thinks that we're doing all the right things. Where, What planet am I on? Where, maybe I'm the crazy one. Maybe I'm wrong. 60% of the, of the country think it's okay to be $13 trillion in debt next year and to continue that debt because nobody told you how much interest, $840 billion a month, is going to be on that debt. Did anybody tell you that as of the end of this month, we're no longer in the European Union because our, our debt is so high we're not allowed to be? So we've been kicked out of that. Anybody tell you that? But but still, 60% say, whoa, it's great, man. You know, uh, everything's going just the way it should be. And I could see a, a, a little little increase in my paycheck. And Well, ask everybody else about next month's paycheck because Congress just changed all the tax cuts. You're not getting that $800 or that $400 anymore. And when he your, or she, your employer, raises your HMO premium to pay for it, health care and other things that are going to happen you're actually going to get less in your paycheck and that's before all the other tax hikes come so does it make you feel secure does it make you feel safe what are you going to do to get to that security other than rely on barack obama and nancy pelosi you're going to have to or antidepressants you're going to have to do some mind body spirit stuff with yourself you're going to have to do the work where you sit in circle with yourself and realize that you and God are the warriors here. It's you and God and those who unite with you in your country who are the warriors here. And that only you and God and your fellow warriors can do anything about what's going on. That you, He's not God. Never will. Not even close. <laughs> okay? Um Look what's happening with the witch hunts going on against Bush. And all of you anti-Bush people out there, I can just hear you saying he deserves it, then he and Cheney belong in jail and blah. Well, then go lock up Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, for what he did during a time of war. Go after FDR. Look what FDR did. Do you have any idea what FDR did? <laughs> Do you know if it, if it wasn't for FDR, we wouldn't have had a depression? 
um, which is what Barack Obama is copying. Um, look, and then what happens with the Republican side? Um, why hasn't anybody gone after the Hoover family for dropping the bomb? Or Truman. Harry Truman, excuse me, for dropping the bomb on Hiroshima. Okay, was that torturous? Was it torture? How torturous was it? How, how torturous was burning 60 million people? <clears throat> how about 9-11? How about the torture the people from the upper floors above floor 60 went through as they started to burn to death and decided to jump instead? When you are in war, people, things change. And if you have never, if you have never mortgaged your life to serve your country in uniform, you have nothing to say on this. When you join the Marines of the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, the Coast Guard, and you are in a time of war, whether that's a war on terror, whether they want to call it that or not, or a war on territory, which is what many t wars have been, doesn't matter if it's on terror or territory, okay? Uh, you're still in a war. When, when that war first happens, people will do whatever they need to do to protect their family, which is their homeland. You'll do whatever you need to do to protect your homeland. If somebody is breaking into your house and they have torches and everything else, and you know that the law says you're not supposed to strike them unless they have a weapon, but they're burning your little child or your grandmother or your favorite Bible, are you going to stand there or are you going to fight for your family? Are you going to do whatever's necessary to protect your family? And then what are you going to do? Once you get them out of your house, if you do, if you can protect them and you get them out, you've done the best you can. The very next day, are you going to leave your doors open again? Are you going to um, not pay attention to what the neighbors are saying about those who are gathering in your yard? Are you going to not listen when... Um, when somebody calls you and says there's 20 people who are driving over to your house right now to burn it again, are you, are, or are you going to try to listen harder? Are you going to try to do everything possible to protect your family? And we have this weird idea in this country that those who work for us, and, and, and many who are supposed to work for us are not, like Congress, you know, the executive, the judicial branches of our government, they, they, they're supposed to work for us, but they think they're working for their greater good. Um, but anyway, many of the other agencies who know that they work for the American people work hard. And, you know, I know the CIA can look screwed up. It's been, it's been, you know, Hollywood's done great showing that, right? But I almost worked for the CIA. They recruited me. They wanted me to give up um, some friends of mine from Latin America to become a part of their agency, and, and I decided not to. Was I hunted down? Was I... <laughs> You know, I don't know, was was my family chased out of town? I mean, no. It's an agency that, that has guidelines and um, an employee handbook and all that kind of stuff and training. And they do the best they can. And when 9-11 happened, and I, I, I really think that one of the reasons that we're having such trouble in this country is everybody's forgetting or they have forgotten. And the people who voted this last election were 8, 9, 10, 12 years old when 9-11 happened. Maybe 14, maybe 15. It's time for them to see it again, to see what really happened. Because those 8, 9, 12, 15-year-olds, the only thing they've heard about 9-11 is what they've read on the Internet. And if you are on this Internet, which you are, if you're listening to me, um, or on iTunes, you know how screwed up much of this information can be. That you can read stuff about me that isn't true, all over the place. You can read a lot that is true, 
But who's going to discern that for you? The only one who can is me. <laughs> and, you know, unless you ask me, I can't discern, I can't tell you the difference between the two. Um, but you can Google me. There's 47,000 entries or whatever, and some of them are true, and some of them are not. Uh, and I would say probably 60-40, one way or the other. Um, so anyway, so I heard and read and I saw all of the, the, um, the, the, the movies about 9-11 being an inside job. And I totally believe that everything that happens in our country and every other country is an inside job, one way or another. Um, but I'm an energy person also, and I'm a spiritual person. And, and I don't believe that we put down, we crashed the towers. I believe Al-Qaeda was very much involved in, in this whole thing. Whether we were in cahoots with them or not, I have no idea. But the point is, is that 2,988 people died. And their families have continued to live that death for this many years, for over eight years. And the immediate reaction, in my immediate reaction, I tried to re-enlist on September 12th. Of course, I was too old, okay? I had to be 32. And anybody over 32 or 34 couldn't re-enlist. So I drove up to New York City on September 12th and did what I could with the dogs and the cats and the people who were still looking for loved ones. And I smelled the stench, and I saw the smoke, and I tasted the dust, and I remembered war because I I am a Vietnam veteran. And I remembered what war felt like. And my own, and I drove all the way up there with an American flag on the back of my car, proud as hell to be an American and ready to fight for my country, whatever that meant, whatever it meant, because this country is my family. Think about what you do with your own family. What do you do? If somebody really was threatening your family and, and you finally understood that it was a threat, how would you treat it? What would you do? Financially, you're being threatened. What are you doing? You're changing your budget, aren't you? You're spending less on certain things, deciding not to buy certain things. We were going to buy a new pool and said, no. We were going to do this and said, no. Got to save this and save that and wait for this and wait for that. Well, Back and forth, back and forth. Is the federal government doing that? No. Spending, 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 printing that money. Well, start learning about superinflation and uh, what that's going to mean to pocketbooks later on and the fact that we just won't have any money. We're broke. And, and uh, our allies don't want to be our allies anymore because actually we're not only broke, we're weak. And our enemies are starting to capitalize on the fact that we are weak and broke. So you'll see North Korea go nuclear with Russia's help. Um, you'll see Pakistan invaded and overcome by Al-Qaeda, which will then attack India, or India will attack them because India hates Pakistan and vice versa. Um, and once that happens, both of them are nuclear You'll, you'll see uh, their allies and their and their um, enemies start to come to both sides. And this was all prophesied. It's all in the Bible. It's all in all of the, the prophecies everywhere. That this man that we have elected will be the one in charge for World War III. And he has put all of the wheels in motion, hasn't he? And you all who voted for him, I'm sorry. You who have finally written to me and said, my God, I fought you and fought you and fought you, and I voted for him, and now I do have voter's remorse, and I don't know what to do about it, and I feel so bad. It's like, well, don't do it again. Don't do it again. We've got a lot of educating to do still. There's a lot of things to change. My, my thing in this, uh, 2012, if there's still anything around to do this with and people are voting, don't vote for any incumbent anywhere. I don't care how much you love them and what party they're in. I don't care. Throw everybody who's been in office for more than four years out. 
Everybody. Start all over again. New guys, new women, new ideas, new energy. And stop the lobbyists and stop, you know, start over. Just throw them all out. We've had, look at, how, how long has Chris Dodd been in the Senate? 30 years? Okay? And, you know, when they leave, by the way, their health care is taken care of forever, even if they're there for only a month. Their health care is taken care of forever. Much better than our health care. It's top of the notch. Um, they have pension plans forever. Do you? If you go get a job right now, are you covered for the rest of your life, no matter how long you keep that job? With your pension and your health care? Social Security? That won't be here. I should start getting mine, you know, a few years down the road here, but it won't be here. Uh, anyway, that's going to come up and you need to just, any any incumbent, I, I don't care if it's your brother, vote him out. That's term limits by the people. Since the Congress won't set term limits and legislators won't set term limits, then people have to set term limits and say, you know what, you're done. If you can't get done in four years what you were supposed to get done, you're making way too much money, making too many deals, and you shouldn't be there. And then ask all your congressmen who fight that. Just say, look, you say you want to serve the people. Will you do it for nothing? Or will you give yourself another pay raise? How many of them would serve their country for nothing? I would. Would you? Do you work for your family for nothing? If you only had your family and you didn't have a job, would you keep working to keep them happy? Would you do all the things that you still do? You know, try to find food, give them food, give them water, give them nourishment, give them love, give them comfort. Would you still do that? Would you try to find answers to the problems? You would, wouldn't you? Well, we have a family in crisis here. It's called the United States of America. We have a lot of things that need to get done, and a lot of good people who are trying to do them, and a lot of rotten people who are trying to keep you from doing them. Stop listening to NBC, MSNBC, CBS, and CNN. Forget them. Forget them. Don't listen to anybody. If you're not, if you can't, you know, if you say, well, I'm not going to listen to Fox or POTUS or whatever, okay, then don't. Don't listen to anybody then. Just watch and look and talk to the people around you and learn that way instead of learning from these, these really messed up people on, on, uh, on the news. Just forget it. Uh, anyway, because you're going to get caught up in the lies. You know, Bill, Bill Cosby, um, did a whole thing once about lies and, and, I don't think we can do that here. I mean, Pelosi has said that she didn't, she was never part of any of these meetings. <laughs> or, or 35 times they, they briefed her on what was going to happen, and most of the people who were in those meetings said, Are you sure that's enough? So, you know, you're going to hear the same thing that you heard from Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. You're going to hear the same thing from Pelosi and others in Congress. They've opened up a can of worms now, and it's not going to go away. But it's lies. And, and we don't know how not to lie in America anymore. We've been taught to. And I wasn't. Boy, was I. Oh, I learned real quick as a kid. If I lied and got caught, wow. I was in trouble. Not only with my parents or my siblings, but with my teachers and people at church. And <laughs> I mean, you were caught. You were a liar. Bill Cosby once did a thing. He said, you know, when he had a son, I guess, who was lying. And he couldn't break him of that habit. So he decided... Just to, okay, find out what the son really, really was excited about and really wanted. What was on his wish list. And he figured that out and he said, he said to his son, you know what? We're going to do that. We're going to get one of those and uh, I'm going to start getting ready for it right now. And his son got all excited and said, really, really? Yep. 
Yep, and next day, next couple days. Okay, we got the next step going, and we're almost there. We're going to have that in no time, blah, 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 blah. And the son was getting more excited, started telling all his friends uh, what was happening. I don't know if he was getting a car. I don't remember, something like that. And uh, and then, they, you know, the third or fourth week, he said, okay, um, we're on the final step, and I got all the money, and we're ready to go, and da-da-da-da, and we'll go tomorrow. And the son was, like, all ready and got up early and was sitting and waiting, and Bill came downstairs and... You know, made his breakfast and sat around reading the paper. And his son is tapping and tapping. And he said, Dad, aren't we going? And Bill said, where? And he said, well, to get the car or whatever it was. What car? The one you've been talking about for weeks and weeks. And how we did this and how we did that. And blah, 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 blah. And Bill just looked at him and said, oh, I lied. That's the last time his son ever lied to him. Look at the expectations that you have all had based on lies. And change and hope, all those key words that are necessary when we are in crisis, because crisis is fear. When you're driven by fear, you look for hope, or you look for change, because fear will destroy you. So, we go back to the spirituality of family. Um, and the swine flu, I always go full circle, don't I? Isn't it interesting that it's swine flu? <laughs> That we, the biggest story out of the the uh, stimulus package was the money for swine odor uh, research, and that the flu strain that is killing people and coming into the United States and actually spreading to other countries already um, is called the swine flu. Uh, if you start feeling the flu and it gets to be where you're staying sick too long, number one, you should be cleansing. Make sure your colon is clean. Take some aloe vera. Do a colon cleanse. Make sure you've got ninja red. Make sure you have um, uh, internal defense. Inner defense, I think, is called from Young Living. It's got the essential oils in it that can kill anything that's, that's not good for your body. You take those internally. Um, uh, make sure that you're drinking good water and bathing good water. And get your spine aligned so that you, the, the swine don't follow your spine and that you have good backbone while you are going through all these things. Um, very important to keep that good backbone. Uh, that's it. I think I've, I've gone too long, and, and it does go full circle if you think about it. Um, swine flu, the water, the government, security, family, lies, I, the whole thing. It's all out there. And uh, I did have a comment on one of my one of my shows. It was pretty long, and and it eventually ended up saying it was I was great to listen to in the morning, especially on the way to work. I hope you still have a job. If not, create one. <laughs> Go get creative. That's part of being an American. And still listen. Keep listening. Even though you're creating your own job and, and your own futures, keep listening. Uh, try to be back a lot sooner than I was this time. I really, really had a whole lot to do. And and there's no way any of you could really understand what that means. <laughs> uh, the world around me spins very quickly. And um, I, uh, things happen days before they really happen. And people, many, many people are involved with so much uh, so, we're still here, and uh, I hope you enjoy this and pass it on. Go to the website, earthwalk-usa.com. So much on there. Just click around, click around, click around to news and news 2 and views and social issues and uh, the videos and Obama stuff and all of that. Just click around and, and enjoy yourself and, and send that link on to other people and other friends. Um, and until then, this is Raina G. Thanks for listening.